T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Number two, Jones and Mego with Arcan. Taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. We were discussing Bill Belichick going on Tom Brady's Let's Go podcast. We can circle back to that. We will get back to it. Uh, more thoughts on the Patriots coming up as well. You want to continue to chime in. Again, 617-779-7937. I still find it amazing Bill went on there. I'm still, I'm still in shock that Bill went on there. I didn't think he had it in him. Uh, by the way, when we circle back to more football, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl and WEEI Super Bowl coverage is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Do game day the wise way. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Are there any more uh, barbecue chips or are those have those been sufficiently? It looks like uh, they cleaned them out here. Down? They've been. They? I was getting after them yesterday. I was going to say, what do you mean they cleaned them out here? So, what do you well, mean? I'll try to find you. the person who did this. Somebody, somebody came in here and cleaned up because. I was working on them yesterday, and now they're gone. I have a theory. Crumbs uh, I, everywhere around your seat. I, if, no. If, if this wasn't radio, I would. I guess I would have a, a theory that you know you could just open a bunch of the bags and just kind of like half eat them, and then you kind of like stake your claim to them. But it's radio, and we're all disgusting, and we'll just yeah. eat out. Of, we'll eat out of open bags all day long. Uh, but those are uh, those are something I've been looking to get my hands on, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen those around. So we'll, we'll try to get to the bottom of who. There'll uh, be another drop before the Super Bowl, right? Who oh, munched? Yeah. <laughs> who munched on all oh, of those yeah. chips? <laughs> Uh, so I, I don't know how much of the Celtics you guys watched last night. All of it. I was all in on the Beanpot last night. I mean, that was oh, me. Yeah? I was I was all in on my Northeastern Huskies in the Beanpot last night. No, I had no idea. Okay. I had no idea the Beanpot was know. going up. You're, you're such a hockey guy. Off the Just air last like night? Uh, at one point, Megan, remember when I'm like, yeah, isn't there something else on besides the Celtics? I, <laughs> I said that. That's what I was thinking. And I was like, no. Nope. Yeah, you're like, there's nothing else on. I'm like, yeah, she's right. There and is nothing else an on. And it was an all-star break, and it, and, it, and it was the Beanpot is 100% <laughs> what I was thinking. But I woke up today and I'm like, oh, Northeastern's in the Beanpot final so no i didn't watch any of that i watched the celtics last night i think i think the celtics flaws were exposed a little bit last night i do i do their lack of depth i think showed and it wasn't when sam hauser was hitting five first half threes when we were just dumping on their wing depth which i'd continue to dump on i still feel that way by the way you know i think their i think their depth was exposed a little bit because when tatum went out of the game in the fourth quarter tatum Tatum was not good in the first half. Was he 3 of 13, something like that? Yeah, then he in opened the first it up half. in the third. Then he had 18 in the third quarter, and the Celtics pull away. And then Tatum's off the floor, and the Pistons are right back in the game. And it's like, oh, okay, so it's just it's just all about Jason Tatum? 
If Tatum stinks, then Detroit can hang around. When Tatum kicks it into high gear, they pull away. And then when they need to rely on other people, a lowly team like Detroit, who I know the Celtics were without Jalen Brown last night. And Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart. They didn't seem to miss Don't either. Don't forget. They didn't seem to miss oh, either really? one. Uh, uh, were you listening to the play-by-play on, were you listening to the NBC Sports Boston No, but Gra- Grandy with his smart because commentary it, it is embarrassing. often... Wow, you know, they've really dipped offensively yeah. without Marcus Smart. Uh, no, no, no. They are missing Marcus Grandy, Smart. Grandy's Marcus Smart commentary Based is, is what? embarrassing. <laughs> but when it comes to uh, the Pistons, they're shorthanded, too. We talked about this. They don't have Cade Cunningham. They're also not, last in the Eastern Conference. Well, that's Conference. what I'm saying. So, but it's, but they're, they don't have everybody, so it's like a crappy team like the Pistons can hang around with you. I think some of their, their depth was exposed. And, look, I, I don't think depth is going to carry you to a championship, but if I'm trying to bolster this team at the trade deadline... Wing depth is something they they desperately, desperately need. I totally agree with that. I wasn't thrilled from the jump that Sam Hauser was starting because Jalen Brown is out. Like, okay, Mari Smart has been out for three weeks at this point. Jalen Brown is out, which is another issue that we should address right after this. Let's do it. But, well, no, really quick. It's just my biggest issue with Tatum right now is the number of minutes he's playing and that I think it's a little bit excessive. And then last night he plays 39 minutes because the team... You know, the supporting cast can't keep it together aside from Derek White so that he can go sit on the bench during the fourth. I mean, they dropped it down to a seven-point lead on the worst team in the conference. And again, I understand Smart and Jalen are out, but it's the worst team in the conference. And so they definitely need to shore up the wing position. And I just look at somebody like Derek White. I like Derek White a lot. He's not a super consistent guy. No. And so very for, good last night, but not to, consistent. Yeah. So for you to look at the performance he has last night and he has twenty three points, great. But again, it takes me back to the finals. You can't depend on that for three games out of the series. Yeah, no, I I uh look, I, I would not rely on Derek White. I think he's a nice piece. I think they paid a lot to get him, but I think he's a nice piece. But he's not super reliable. Arkan, I think you had a similar takeaway about Tatum and his minutes last night. You were like, we're all sitting there going, get Tatum out of the yeah. game, rest him, and then all of a sudden they rest him, and oh, whoops, Detroit's right back in the it's game, and Tatum has to come back in. Game and Joe Mazzulla says, I'm never doing that again. I'm never going to take him out of the Seriously. game ever again. Um, I I agree. I mean, he played 39 minutes in that game. They had a 20 point lead in the third quarter, and they needed to put him back in there. That's uh, that's certainly a problem. One thing I noticed last night, we talk about the lack of depth. Uh, I never really thought of that at the center position until last night. With Luke Cornett out, of all people on God's green earth, I'm watching Al Horford and Robert Williams playing a game together. Remember, they were going to play one off, one on, you know, every yeah, other but, night ooh, with those two the guys. Double big lineup. Now Cornett's not there, so they both have to play, and their only big off the bench is Blake Griffin, and he played 13 minutes and scored zero points. So, How like, much did you like that? You love Blake Griffin. I don't really like Blake Griffin that much. Uh, Grant Williams had to, you know, play a little bit more in the post, but I mean, that's another area where, based on the the relative fragility, I'd say, well, of those two guys, they're a little thin there too. Um, I, I, I've I've been loath to bring this up because who wants the wrath of Hannah Horford? But <laughs> uh oh, take a wild guess the last time Al Horford scored in double digits. Any guesses? Jeez, Christmas, mm-hmm. the Golden State game. Okay, I was going to guess around <laughs> January nineteenth. In reverse order, back to January nineteenth. Three, three, nine, seven, six, six, five. And I know he does more than just score. But that's that, good picks. That's really the the best case that I've seen for adding adding more depth. He does set a nice screen. Our that's true. Me laugh. But he had uh, he had twenty points back on January nineteenth. So that's the best case I've seen for more big depth. I I, I do think he the, also had like an, a crazy start to that game. If you remember the Golden when, State, yeah, game. yeah, when yeah. he came out, oh, yeah, he, he had was, like ten points in the first quarter was, or something like that. Yeah, that was him at his peak. So you know, to me, when 
Jalen's out, and even Marcus Smart to a degree, they should be leaning on Horford more, and he's not doing that. He's not coming up big for them uh, these last uh, few games. By the way, we do have a little bit of news from Woj. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, he says, in the aftermath of the Kyrie Irving trade, the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant have had ongoing conversations on the direction of the franchise, but the organization has thus far told inquiring teams they're not planning, and I'd put some emphasis on that word, planning to trade him before Thursday's deadline, sources tell ESPN. Durant had interest in a deal to the Suns over the summer, but so far the Nets haven't shown a willingness to move him to Phoenix or anywhere else, sources tell ESPN. Again, so far. Uh, There have been a number of teams reaching out to Brooklyn on Durant, which was my immediate takeaway the second we saw Kyrie was demanding trades last week. We talked about this on Friday. Is Durant available? We talked about it a lot yesterday uh, with Kevin Durant. And I guess the Nets are still trying to salvage something and go on a run. We're going to talk to Brian Scalabrini tomorrow afternoon. I heard this from Scal, and I said, "Are people still? Do people still think that Durant thinks he can go on a run with the Nets without Kyrie?" Here's Scal. I guess I'm the only one that feels this way. I think they're better today to win a championship than they were when they had Kyrie. Come I don't on. know where I, oh, I get it. No. I, I all right. That's just. I mean, Wait, I think, who, is, who is that? That's Eddie House. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it was Eddie House. <laughs> oh hell no, he says. And did I, I just, Ar- Arkan? Did I hear you roll your eyes at that too? Um. Yes. Okay. Just in the sense that better off, I think Kevin Durant, a team, any team with Kevin Durant on it, is still a dangerous team. But better off without okay. Kyrie Irving? Are you crazy? Okay, good. I'm just happy you had to say that. Okay, keep going. I guess I'm the only one that feels this way. I think they're yes. better today to win a championship than they were when they had Kyrie. I don't know where I, oh, I get it. I, I All right. That's just, I mean, I think you're, you got to have length. You got to have shooting. You got to be able to defend. You got to be, I, I said it earlier. Giannis, Drew Holiday, Middleton, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. If you're, by the way, you can throw James Harden in there. You want to throw any of the Sixers in their size? He you got to have go. guys James that Harden can battle. Well, Philadelphia is not bad defensively. They have good size, so it's it's about size. Kyrie and them are too small. It's it's too much. I I get it. Like Kyrie's a great talent. But they're in a better position now to win, depending on what they do with Spencer Dinwiddie, what they do with this 2029 first-round pick, what they do with those second-round picks, what they do with Cam Thomas and Emden Sumner. They could do whatever they end up doing with that group. They have one chance, and they have three days to do it. At that point, you want to trade Kevin Durant next off this offseason? You can explore that. But right now, they can't go and say, "All right, we're going to rebuild." It's just—it's not possible for them. The Houston Rockets will be eating all those picks the same way the Celtics were eating on them when they traded Garnett and Pierce. Okay, right. so it doesn't—it <laughs> it was uh, not the most delicate way of putting it. That's true, but emphasis on size matters uh, from Scal. There, <laughs> I, I still think Durant could move by the deadline, but the offseason I would acknowledge is more likely. And either way, the Nets aren't doing anything now that they've dealt Kyrie, which is why I don't think they should have dealt Kyrie. Uh, Mark is in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? We got you. Awesome. Cool. Hey, um, I, I want to take a quick uh, take on Kraft real quick. Um, do you think that the reason why Brady might not come and do the one-day contract is because he's afraid that Kraft might try to give him a smooch or something? But um, <laughs> I, I, out of all theories, it's so I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's where it's going. I think he was afraid of that for uh, for Bill Belichick. Uh, is what uh, the caller earlier was uh, was bringing up. No, but he he said he wanted to talk about Durant. Uh, is what at least said there on the call. Screen. I think he was going to get there. I think he was eventually going to get there, but he was he was he was workshopping his humor first. I I want to kiss you. I mean, I think we're well established on where we're at on uh, whether or not you want Kevin Durant, whether or not you would give up Jalen Brown to get him. 
I, I don't know that Durant moves. I, I still think they should move him between now and then, and I'll, I'll maintain. If the Celtics if the Celtics have an ability to go get that player, I would want them to go get that player. But at bare minimum, they should be trying to beef up their depth and add to their wing, uh, wing depth, rather, because I think we saw last night, you go down a player, and none of these guys are healthy. I tried to tell you this about Jalen the last couple of days. Jalen's not super healthy. Marcus Smart, you can't rely on being healthy. They're hurt now. They might be hurt in the playoffs. So yeah, you're I'd lucky. Tr- Rob Williams healthy that's right a, now. That's actually a great point. Rob Williams is another one. Why so are I, you actually me? I would be. Uh, well, it's actually a great point. Yeah. I, uh, wow. I, I wasn't anticipating a great point Did from you. Is why I actually that very you sensitive. Your- yes, yes, yes. yes. I said yes. Uh, actually, Megan made a good point. Wow. 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 So yeah, that's what I would be doing. Do Sunshine's on a-, a dog's ass <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> Do you have any conspiracy theories about Jalen's? Uh, late scratch. Oh yes. Yeah, so we didn't get to this. I I don't have a conspiracy theory. I just find it interesting that he's linked to. A tra- Stephen A. Links Which him hasn't the trade. been corroborated anywhere. No, nope, it has not. But he's been linked to Kevin Durant and the Nets, which he was linked to in the summer. And he sits out last night. Doesn't mean he's getting traded. Doesn't mean he has a bruised ego. But as we said yesterday, when we first found out he wasn't going to play, huh? They're on the phone. I'm hearing Boston is making some calls. Hmm. Keep your eye on that. Jalen Brown. Interesting. Okay. So again, maybe he's sick. Maybe it's a bruised ego. Maybe there's actually a trade going on. I have no idea. Brad's just just using up his anytime minutes. Yeah, I just found it noteworthy and interesting that he didn't play last night. Of all the nights, he didn't play. Hmm. He was also playing the worst team in the conference. Sure. Sure. It's true. Maybe need a little resty. Tatum played. I mean, you're talking about Tatum's minutes. I know. I don't like it. I would have liked to see Jalen play last night, but he didn't. Apparently, he had a sick tummy or something. Mm -hmm. So, look, I... A little bug going around. People do get sick this time of year. They do. I just I find that's just interesting timing. Do you not do you not acknowledge that? If nothing else, it's just interesting timing. Um, I don't think there's anything there. I I I, I didn't ask you if you think there's anything there. It's just it's interesting okay. that that's how it times Is out. Is it? Yeah, it's an interesting coincidence. Sure. I'll say that. Okay. What a coincidence. Hmm. 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 It's hmm. an interesting coincidence. Hmm. I agree. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We'll continue with more of your Celtics phone calls. Hopefully, no more of your craft phone calls. And uh, we're going to talk to the Razor, Andrew Raycroft. He joins us about 15 minutes from now. We'll get an update on the Bruins and where things stand with David Posternock. That's after Trending with Christian Arkin. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Celtics held on to beat the Pistons last night in Detroit. 111-99 was the final score. Jalen Brown missed the game with a non-COVID illness. Jason Tatum picked up the slack. 34 points. Derek White with 23. The win keeps the Celtics a game up on the Milwaukee Bucks for the best record in the Eastern Conference. A game up on the Nuggets for the best record in the league as well. Up next, the Celtics return home tomorrow night to host the Philadelphia 76ers. For the first time in its 70-year history, the Beanpot Final will be played by Harvard and Northeastern. Hear that, Jones? A dark day on ComAv to be sure. The championship game will be played this coming Monday at 7.30. BU and BC will play the consolation game at 4.30. Patrick Mahomes told reporters at Media Day today he plans to play through his ankle sprain. According to NFL Media, former Carolina interim head coach Steve Wilkes is expected to be named the 49ers' next defensive coordinator. And former Boston Mayor Marty Walsh is leaving the White House and headed to the NHL. Walsh, who is the current U.S. Labor Secretary under Joe Biden, set to become the next executive director of the NHL Players Association. He'll be formally installed in his new gig in the coming days. This according to Frank Saravelli of the Daily Faceoff. The league executive board still has to vote on Walsh's appointment. Saravelli is reporting that Walsh is expected to be approved unanimously. Be proactive now. Be reactive now. Either way, be active for American Heart Health Month. 
Take the steps to improve your health with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. I'm Christian Arncand, and that's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Jones, Megan Adelini, Christian Arcan, Jones, Mego with Arcan here until six. You can watch the show anytime via our live streams on Twitch or on YouTube. Find WEEI, twitch.tv or youtube.com. Join the conversation in the chats there. Also, if you missed anything, check out our WEEI YouTube channel and catch up on our exclusive interviews and top moments from each and every show. Speaking of interviews, Andrew Raycroft of Nesson. Former Bruins goalie will be joining us less than 10 minutes from now at 3.30 each and every Tuesday, so mark that down. We'll ask some bees questions to him coming up. I want to play some audio here on David Pasternak and where the Bruins stand with his contract extension. We'll also do that coming up. But in the meantime, let's knock out some phone calls. 617-779-7937. Paul's in Florida, and I think it's safe to say disagrees with me on my Kevin Durant stance. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, how you doing? Hi, Paul. Go ahead. You're on the radio. Yes, we got you. Yes. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, I think uh, trading for Kevin Durant at this point is just uh, not a good move. First of all, Durant isn't the type of player we need anymore. He's always injured. He hasn't really played in how many years? Three or four years? He comes back for a few games. Wait, 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 I mean, he's, he's playing this year. I mean, he's hurt. But, I mean, Jalen Brown was hurt this year. Marcus Smart is hurt this year. I mean, he's played last year, too. He's playing last year. Yeah, good point. But keep going, Paul. Anyway, my point is, like, he's often injured. He's 34 years old. He's on the back nine. Um, Brown is 25 years old. He's got a great future ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, look, Um, I I hear this all the time. Jalen is younger and healthier. I mean, he's younger. He's been healthier than Durant. He hasn't exactly been healthy. He missed the game last night, for God's sakes, for who knows what reason, bruised ego or whatever else. Or maybe he's got the sniffies. I don't know. But could be a tum tum. Could be a tum tum. Sniffies, I don't know. Uh, I've heard that plenty. I think Durant's the exact kind of player they need. He's a guy who's been there and done that and could help you get to raising another banner. So, and, he, and he's just better than Jalen Brown. So, I, I don't think about it any more than that, but there would be risk with him. That's why he's available. If there was no risk with Kevin Durant and he's a top five, top 10 player in the league, he never moves. The risk is that he's getting whoa, whoa, older. Whoa, 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 whoa. The risk is that he is injury prone. Okay, I'm just trying to compute. You're saying because he's a top five, top ten player, he'd never be on the move? 
These well, guys are on the move all the time. I just think it, he would not be available right now at the trade deadline. How about no. if he's unhappy? Well, if he forces his way out, <laughs> sure. Like, that that happens all the time in this league. Yeah, but, but, I mean, he was kept there this past season. He wanted to leave this past season. And I think the Nets now are looking at moving him because the Kyrie piece fell apart. I don't think they wanted to move him. They could have moved him in the offseason. So you think the Nets want to so, move I mean, he, on from him this season or next season? Well, I just think they know at this point in time, now that the Kyrie-Durant thing's done, there's no point in just keeping Durant here. But they, they already proved they can hold on to him. He couldn't force his way out. He's still here. What if they can add another piece for Durant? Yeah, he can still build you know, around if they, Durant. If they yeah. can sweet-talk Durant into, this is your home. I just, and I just don't think you can. together we'll go get someone else for you. I don't think you can anymore because guess what? Now you have Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie and a bunch of spare parts don't that nobody wants. Don't forget about Ben Simmons. Yeah, so like you have a bunch of spare parts nobody wants. Seth Curry. So I, I don't think you can anymore. But I think there's a reason that Durant would potentially move. And I think part of it is because he's injury prone. Yes. I yeah, think that's not, part of the he's reason. He's not a perfect grab. No. So. And he is, and he's definitely injury prone. I just think people. He's actively injured. People just don't realize how much he's right. He's presently hurt right now. Doesn't I, mean he didn't play this. I just season. don't think people Doesn't realize mean he hasn't how, played in three or four years. Not sure where that idea And I'll just came reiterate from. I just don't think people realize how much time that Jalen Brown has missed these past four years. Uh, 617 779 7937. Like in your mid 20s, missing 15, 20 games a year is not exactly a great sign. And it takes him a minute to get back in. Like, it takes him a minute oh, to his refine. First game back. Yeah, to refine yeah. His, his rhythm, which he is already a little tenuous to begin with when he's healthy. That is true. <laughs> I so, think the Nets can clear enough space to build something else around Durant in the next three you're years. Like, you got something stuck in your craw with I this. think that that's, no, I just think that that's a realistic thing. I mean, it's Kevin Durant. It's not like it's some guy no one wants to play with. No, I'm it's sure true. there's other people who would want to come play with Durant. It's true. Yeah. I just think an easier, an easier way to do it now is probably tear it apart and go He's to the also, bottom of the league. Durant's also alienated a fair number of former teammates, so uh, who may not be as quick to forgive as LeBron James with Kyrie Irving. Let's, uh, I let's, guess Russell Westbrook's not coming in. No, I, I guess not. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start to mix in some Bruins audio here since we're going to talk to Andrew Raycroft in a few minutes. Uh, 617-779-7937 if you'd like to jump in. Um, Elliot Friedman on his 32 Thoughts podcast had an update on the Bruins and where they stand with... The David Pasternak negotiations. Up, What's up, Pasta? Let's uh, let's hear from Elliot Friedman. Pasternak, I think that one is moving towards getting done. I think when this is over, we will find out that David Pasternak pushed the Boston Bruins in a position they didn't think they would get to and didn't want to be in, mm-hmm. simply because David Pasternak, like, what's the biggest weapon you have in a negotiation? Is the willingness to say no, and I think yeah. David Pasternak had a willingness to say. Look, if you guys aren't going to do this, it's going to be a problem. And I think he pushed the Bruins into an area that maybe they didn't want to go, and I think it's going to get done because they recognized it It has to get done. That's my opinion. Like, I asked him. He did a scrum in Toronto on Wednesday. I went to the morning skate. I said, anything to do with the contract? He just said no. And I, I said, there. okay, I, I respect that. I think mm-hmm. we're getting there. Okay, so that's Elliot Friedman. <laughs> that, that was very weird. He basically just explained how negotiations work. Yeah, one side was prepared not, to say no, but you, but not everybody's willingness to say no. Not everybody's willing to do that. Brady wouldn't do that for God's sakes in most of his negotiations. Like a bunch of these Bruins have taken below okay, market so deals. That, so that leads us to the question. Yeah, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. What were you? I saying? was going to say that is this a bad move by Pasta if he's going to be a Bruin long term because they're going to have to do a rebuild after this year. They're going to be in some kind of rebuild. So if Pasta is asking for... The Bruins? Yeah. Are going to be in a rebuild? After this year. Okay. 
with Bergeron. You, see, you think Bergeron's going to retire? Is what you're saying? Krejcikon? Yeah. Okay. They, what? I'm sorry. Haven't we been talking about the hockey last dance, yeah, which they stole from Michael Jordan? We've all been talking season? about it for way too long, but I, I just. So what is that going to be next? I'm sorry. Is next season going to be the Hangover? Yeah, Bergeron will probably keep playing. Uh, we'll see about Krejci. By the way, everybody uh, thought that Bergeron was going to retire after last year. No, true. I mean, I thought he was going to go to Canadiens. Uh, Emily Kaplan adds on ESPN. On David Pasternak and his contract talks, I've been told the Bruins and their star winger are financially very close. Though Pasternak admitted during All-Star Weekend there's no rush and he's focusing on hockey, this is tracking to get done this year, and some progress has been made the past few weeks. Sounds like Pasta will get paid on a level with the top stars in the league. And for more money than Boston's front office was originally budgeting. And that echoes what Friedman just said. I've heard that Pasternak also wanted to be comfortable with the Bruins' long-term vision so they can stay competitive in the next era after Bergeron, Krejci, and Marchand are done. Could be as soon as this offseason. I guess we'll see. Uh, we're going to talk to Andrew Raycroft here. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football-watching recipes. Let's Frank it up. Uh, the Razor joins us on the Harbor One Hotline, and... Let's pick it up with the David Pasternak negotiations. I know you've been asked this basically weekly, all season long. And I don't know if, if Mego and, and Arkan have asked you this in the past, Andrew. Is there a number that the Bruins shouldn't go to? Is there a number in your mind? Because Elliot Friedman's saying, Emily Kaplan is saying, the Bruins may be getting to an uncomfortable point. Is there a number for you, AAV or total value, where you look at it and go, as good as he is, the Bruins can't go there? Oh, I, I haven't been asked this question. I haven't thought of it. You can't go – I think you look at what the Edmonton Oilers are and where they're at. I don't think you can go to a 13 number. I, I don't oh. think you can – a 12 number. Um, I, I see it – I know – and when they say the Bruins are paying more than what they wanted, I, I think the Bruins – in their dream of dreams, was really hoping to be at nine five with Charlie McAvoy. At, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months ago. Can I just um, jump in for a second? Because the face that Ryan Garvin, our producer, just made back there was just—I—I uh, I, I wish we could recreate it on Twitch. It's uh, <laughs> that would be a little bit of a discount. You think the Bruins thought they were going to get him for nine and a half, like that McAvoy no, I'm saying, deal? I'm saying when the report says the Bruins are going to spend more than what—that's what they envisioned. That's what you're referring to. Got yes. It. The envision of Charlie McAvoy being the new cap uh, as the number one defenseman at 9.5, the young kid. I, I think that's obviously that's gone out the window. So I still feel like it falls in that 888. I mean, it just feels so perfect numerically to have those numbers in the ballpark. It seems like it'll be around that. So 11. 11 would be a good deal. 11 would be a good deal for the Bruins. 11 is a very good deal for the Bruins. 11 would be a very good deal for David Pasternak, too. I mean, that sets him up to be, you know, what happens to what hockey players kind of do is look at their career earnings. Um, a career earning thing is kind of a thing, and that puts him up over 130, 140 for his career if he gets to 88. So you, you get to 150 as an NHL hockey player. That's pretty, pretty impressive. Razor, we hear about these numbers being pushed from uh, Pasternak's perspective, a willingness to say no. Is there any sliver of a chance that, that this deal doesn't get done between him and the Bruins? Well, until it's done, there's a sliver. Now, this is so my argument is with this, and this is, this is fact. In a, a hard salary cap league, 
that just went through COVID, that the cap has not been raised, free agency isn't really free agency. And, and what I mean by that is the Toronto Maple Leafs can't sign David Pasternak to an, an $88 million contract. Um, the, the New York Rangers can't do it either. So there's a lot of teams that get knocked out right away just because of salary cap issues. Then there's another half a dozen teams that get knocked out because they stink. David Pasternak is <laughs> not going to Arizona and playing in a 5,000-seat arena for the next eight years, which they still could be playing in that rink in eight years. I mean, just, way, to, just to jump in, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have thought Gaudreau was going to go to Columbus. I mean, that was a, that was a team that stayed in the mix there. So, I mean, maybe, yeah, there are more, no. maybe there are more suitors for a guy like Pasternak than we realize. Well, I think there's – well, if, if, if David's truly asking what the next few years look like, Johnny Goudreau wanted to get out of Canada. He didn't want to be in Canada anymore. Uh, he just – he spent – 18 months in COVID Canada, not being able to visit and travel and see people, and Matthew Kachuk was the same way. So, again, the Florida Panthers can't pick up David Pasternak. So, so yes, there might be a few suitors. If David's willing to go to Columbus and lose and not make the playoffs, then, and they're going to give him $13 million, then, yeah, the Bruins can't do anything about that. So that's where the sliver comes in. But I do believe both of sides really want to get this done, and, and I think that they find a way to do that because I don't see too many situations better for David Pasternak throughout the league as well. Razor, when a team has a great first half like the Bruins did, can the All-Star break, a big, long, you know, set time off work against them, or do you think they needed it? No, they needed it, especially for when you're looking at the run that you're, they're going to go on, that they're planning on going on. I think in the short term, they could come out of this and lose in Dallas and lose in Nashville next week pretty easily after going on a break and trying to get their legs back going Two tough road games. So I could see that happening, but in the long term, and what this team's looking to do come April and May, again, that's why I don't think this team's worried about complacency and everything else, because I don't think they'll worry about a couple game losing streak coming out of this break either. Can I ask you, uh, maybe you've been asked this in the past. I don't know if uh, Mego and Arkan have asked quite the hard hitting questions that I like to ask you. Are, are you a fan of the, uh, the Allmark and uh, Swayman hug that they do? Are you a fan of that? <laughs> no, not really. Oh, good. Good. Um, I'm, wait, I'm happy you said it, that because to me, I can't. I think it is the most nauseating, <laughs> annoying celebration that any team has done this side of the Red Sox dancing with Ben and Tendi, Betts and Bradley a few years ago, or even the Red Sox and their dumb shopping cart. Like, it's so annoying that they do it. I'm, ha- I'm happy. You are you're voicing your true opinion on this. Can don't, we don't, hear? Can we hear why? Don't be silenced, Razor. Don't be silenced. I'm with you, <laughs> Razor. No, why don't you it, like it? Well, no, I wouldn't go to the same extreme of using the, the, the adjective. They'd be annoying and everything else. Yeah, I stupid. Just, it's something that wouldn't happen when I played. And listen, I have pulled a lot of former NHL goaltenders on this because I didn't want to be a curmudgeon and an old guy get off my lawn about it. And I haven't heard an old goaltender say they like it either. So I, I will back myself up a little bit with that. Good. And in that it just doesn't, it, it's, it's such a competitive position. And all the times that I was with other goaltenders, we were teammates first, but there was a lot of competition. So it was something that, that didn't get done. So, so yes, it, it's one of those things. I'm surprised it lasts this long. I definitely didn't think it had staying power. Um, I, but I do appreciate the fact that, the league is different now, and, and they're trying to grow. That We talk about entertainment. We just went through a, a bit of a disaster of an all-star break or, or an all-star game, 
in, in the league. And, and if people love it and if people stay an extra 10 minutes in the building to see it, then I guess we have to be all for it. All right, good. So I'm happy we agree it stinks. I'm happy we agree that the goalie hug stinks. So, <laughs> I, And I'm happy you also said, because this is what I was going to ask you, goalies can't possibly like each other, right? It's like... You might get along, you might tolerate one another, but you are competing for the same job. There's only one crease. It's like it's like quarterbacks. There's only one guy on the field. It's your job or the other guy's job. You're probably sneaky rooting for the other guy to stink so you can get in there and do your job. Like I'm happy you voiced that too. You're in competition with the other guy. They can't like each other as much as they're making it out to be. It's special if it is because, again, there's many nights where I was rooting for my team to win 7-6. to six. And I wanted to get back in the net as fast as possible. And and yeah, there's 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 only one. There's only 32 creases in the National Hockey League, and that's a pretty small number if you think about how many people are in this planet. So it's just like when Aaron Rodgers says, "I'm not here to mentor guys," and Tom Brady's here not to mentor people. That that crease is very similar in that that quarterback's room in the NFL. Razor, um, the Oilers last week used their e-bug. I was wondering your thoughts on the e-bug. Are you pro or anti-e-bug? Uh, I, I guess it's a necessity in, in the salary cap era. And so I'm certainly not a fan of the, of the hard salary cap. I, I lost an entire career or uh, one season uh, of earnings because of this salary cap that, that they wanted to have. And, um, it's a necessity because guys just can't, they can't call people up. So I'm, I, again, I'm fine with it, I guess. I, I don't, I don't love the, um, the hoopla around it. I think that's kind of like taking away from what guys actually do on a day-to-day basis. But again, right. when the, it, when the popcorn <laughs> vendor comes in and like shuts down the maple leaves, that's not, that doesn't look good for your livelihood. You must, you must, you must really hate the e-bug. If you're rooting against the other goalie and that, you must really hate the e-bug. Yeah, so, well, that's that is kind of comical about how much love an e-bug gets compared to the guy who actually has been doing it his entire life and, and goes on Twitter and just gets absolutely shredded by guys who think they could be e-bugs as well. So that is an interesting um, point of view, I suppose. But uh, it, so yeah, it, it's it's just it's it's what has to happen. I mean, there's teams playing with not enough players on the roster at times in the NHL because of the hard salary cap. We're talking to Andrew Raycroft. Real quick, uh, Razor, you mentioned the disaster of the All-Star weekend. Quickly, what would you have them do to correct what happened over the weekend? Yeah. Well, I think I, I was talking with Billy Jaffe as well, He's and he had a decent uh, – go back to five-on-five. Five. Maybe have it a real hockey game, East Conference, West Conference, try and build some competition that way. Um, I think you have to go to the players and find out what's going to actually make them compete, what what – competitions will allow them to compete what they're into doing and competing for um do they have to up the dollars i you just need some more competition because it is a really cool thing like the skills competition is really cool when you get those guys going as hard as they possibly can the thing on the ice that you go to an nhl practice it's much more entertaining than a game a lot of times because you actually see the skill and the ability that the guys have and you, you have to find a way to put that out in front of the public on All-Star Weekend and, and just get them competing just a little bit more. All right. He's Andrew Raycroft. He joins us each and every Tuesday at 3.30 here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. And, uh, again, he's telling it straight. Hates the goalie hug, which I uh, I appreciate. <laughs> uh, Razor, we appreciate it so much. We'll talk to you next week. All right, gang. Take care. See you, Razor. Right. Andrew Raycroft, right. as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor 
one hotline. You can follow Andrew, by the way, on Twitter, at Andrew Raycroft. That's been bothering me for a while, by the way, the goalie hug. That's been bo- it's, as, it's as bad as the Red Sox celebration a few years ago. It's, it's a little better than the laundry cart, because the laundry cart the Red Sox would do if they were ahead or behind. They could be down 10 nothing and they would do the stupid laundry cart. That bothered me. At least the Red Sox dancing and the Bruins goalie hug is after a win. There's a little bit of a team component going on, but I'm annoyed, and I can't imagine they actually like each other. Well, I can't imagine the goalies actually like each other. I know a lot. I've played with a lot of goalies, know a lot of goalies well, and the best I've heard is a fair working relationship. I never heard of them being best friends. He just said it. He just said if you they know, if they healthy, are best if they are best friends, respect, it's rare. Not cheering for you to get injured. And and no, and the ones who probably are friends are like you know. Aaron Rodgers was friendly with the backups who didn't threaten his job, right? right? Like the guys. That's what it all comes down to. Peyton Manning probably loved Jim Sorgi because he wasn't a threat. But anybody who's an actual threat, and these guys are threats to one another, they can't possibly be friends. Uh, 617-779-7937. Oh. Uh, we'll continue. That's going to be his reaction when some Nesson executive <laughs> yells at him for his answer. Oh. One, one more time. Like, hey, what it? What did you say on the radio today, Razor? Oh. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't know how that's going to go for him. Uh, anyway, we have the triple play coming up next. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mago. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best. All right, it's time for the triple play, and it is an over-under Tuesday, which means I'm going to give you a stat. You tell me the over-under on the number that I give you, and we'll start with number one. Ooh, good place to start. I guess we might as well start there. And number that is the one. number of moves that the Celtics make. Number three. <laughs> or number three. Doesn't matter. Uh, number of moves that the Celtics make before the deadline on Thursday. The over-under of moves is one and a half moves. Megan, you go first. I'm going under. I'm going with one, if any. Uh, I feel like it'll be bringing in a wing. I agree with you, Jones, earlier when you were talking about little bit of lack of depth, and I hadn't looked at those numbers for Al Horford of how little offensive production he's had since the Warriors game, and it makes me a little nervous. Oh, but if I had you hear to that, choose, Anna Horford, you hear that? Yeah, that was, that was I, Megan. That wasn't me. If I had to choose between a wing and a big, I would go with a wing at this point. I can't have Sam Hauser starting. So I, uh, I will also take the under, but I, I will add to this and say I think it'll be a, a noteworthy move. I don't think it's just going to be a depth move on the periphery. I think someone like Pritchard or someone like Grant Williams or maybe, please, oh, please, oh, please, someone like Smart or White or Brogdon because they are so deep there, I think they can be thinking bigger. Brad Stevens could be thinking bigger than we're giving it credit for. And I don't think you need to make multiple moves. I think you make a big strike. We talked about Ananobi the other day in Toronto. I think they're going to make one move, which is under one and a half. But I do think it'll be a, a relatively big move. I don't think it's just going to be a couple of bums on the back end of the roster in case somebody gets hurt. I think Brad is thinking big. He thought big with Brogdon uh, this past off season. He thought pretty big, bigger than we expected at the trade deadline last year. I think he has another move like that. Yeah. I think it's going to be something small. I think it's going to be two moves, though. It's going to be one trade and one uh, exception. You know, some sort of uh, oh, yeah, scrap heap move there. Those yeah. little exceptions, I yeah, forgot. Those which I think he around. may he may uh, bring in just a body with that. And those are teeny tiny. Pertle yeah. or Kelly Olenek or, you know, some someone lame like that. But that's what I think. I'm going over with that one. All right, let's go to number two. Number two. And that is the number of times that Tom Brady's name is mentioned during the Super Bowl broadcast. Now, he's dominated the early part of media week. Will that momentum continue? The over-under of mentions is two and a half. Yeah, over. And already, 
last week. Oh, Brady's not a narcissist. Brady, <laughs> this is the week before the Super Bowl. Brady's not going to make a big deal out of it. How, mu- how much is this going to carry over into Super Bowl week? This won't have legs. Brady's not trying to dominate Super Bowl week. Wrong. Brady is dominating Super Bowl. He dominated last week. He's going to dominate this week. Yesterday, we were sitting there talking about how we won't be on television until 2024. Now, today, we're talking about Bill Belichick going on his podcast. Tomorrow, we'll be talking about something else. It will be Brady, 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 which is fine. I'm content to talk about it. You better believe they're going to mention it more than two and a half times on the broadcast. Brady, Brady. Over. I didn't know the broadcast was taking place in Boston. That's incredible. I had no idea. How did they get that? That's awesome. COVID remote stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it's I'm going, going with the on. under because I feel like the uh, the big storyline, anything that would be related to Brady, is Mahomes essentially paying, ke- playing catch-up to Brady's greatness, and that'll be like a tossed-off thing once or twice. I don't think it's going to be like a Brady memorial event. Hmm. If Mahomes has like a game-winning drive. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. They're going to be if, like, oh, just like Tom Brady. You know what I mean? That's like, what geez. I mean. So, two. It's two and a half, right? Like, do you think that Greg Olson is going to be really keen on talking exactly. about the guy that That's might come to take his <laughs> job? Uh, you know what? That's a great point. I think the quote from Burkhart was like, I haven't thought about it for 10 effing seconds I did, or something like that. I did. Burkhart was getting awfully sensitive. He's like, other than being asked every single interview, I haven't thought about it for 10 seconds. Take the Which, under. I like Kevin Burkhart, but shut up. Like, of course you're <laughs> thinking about it. Of course you're thinking about it. Uh, but I guess, yeah, I guess Greg Olson probably won't be too keen on discussing it. All right, and finally, number three. Number three. Hey, there we go. Uh, Number three, this Friday, Magic Mike's Last Dance comes out in theaters. The over-under of number of times Mego goes to see it this weekend (laughs) is one and a half times. Well, I was talking about how I like going to the theater by myself yesterday. I never saw any of these movies. It's so okay. I'm gonna you say can t- you can tell us. No, you, you, can, you can tell us that you've never seen any Magic Mike. You've no, watched Channing Tatum work it. It's okay. I actually don't really like Channing Tatum that much. Um, wow. I like the other wow. person in it. Blasphemy. Who's the other guy from in Magic Mike? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Mm. All right, all right. He's still right. in it. Oh God. What? No, I don't know. Is he still part of the series? I don't I think know so. That. I don't think he's like a legacy character. All right, we have a bonus question now. Uh, same category, number of times Jones sees it over the weekend, <laughs> and the over-under is two and a half. <laughs> uh, so uh, it will be the under. Not that I'm anti these films. Have uh, you seen them? I, I've seen I, I've seen it in passing, yes. I've heard it's not, that. It's not the, like I went to the theater to see it, but I've, I've flipped around on the television dial and checked out some Magic Mike, yeah. I heard the first one is really good. And put that remote down. Yeah. <laughs> Channing, Channing Tatum, by the way. So you don't like Channing Tatum's work in, like, 21 Jump Street? I think he's funny 20, in 21 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street? I don't think he's, like, the the hunkiest guy that everyone Oh, so when you say is. you're not a fan, that's what you mean. Yeah, it's, I'm not like, oh, my God, he's stripping. I got to go see that movie. No, he's just, I don't know. Salma Hayek's in it, right? Salma Hayek. What's her name now? Did she change it? I think she's. I think she's got a hyphenated last name. Oh, now, if really? I'm not mistaken. I think she's uh, been married and and changed her name. I believe Penal. Oh, stop! Selma Hayek Penal. Stop! Like, I swear to God, I think it's something like that. Arkand? Did she change it for it Magic right Mike? Today? I don't know. Well, I, I I was reading about. Yeah, I've been following the uh, the the film industry very very closely because of eighty for Brady. We've all been all over it, and I'm like, oh, what's gonna Salma well, Hayek Pino? Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I, and, Pino? I, and like, I said the other day, I'm like, did somebody name I said, did somebody name their kid after Salma Hayek? Who is Salma Hayek Pino? And then it's that's her. 
That'd be pretty aggressive if you had a daughter and you named her Selma Hayek Jones. <laughs> that was our backup name. If we if we if we had a girl, that's what we were going to do. You picked out. You it's, found it in the baby instead book? of Lucas. We were going to do Selma Hayek Jones. Is what we were going to do precisely. All no, right. I don't think I'm going to see that one. Not going to see it. Jones? I haven't seen the first one. I uh, I will be so three? confused. I will not be seeing it. This What's weekend? this guy dancing about? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> When's Matthew McConaughey show up? That's true. That is true. It's like, you know, when you just drop in in the middle of a porn and you're like, wait a minute, what is the, what's this dialogue How do they even know on? each other? I don't, how does she know the pizza guy? I don't even get it. What's going on here? I'm so confused. I can't even focus on anything that's happening. That would be like you parachuting in on the, on the third or fourth Magic Mike? He's the third and probably final, right? Yes. They're doing a well, little Well, it's trilogy. Magic Mike's last dance, so I would assume that this is the last one. <laughs> don't worry, guys. Cool. I'll watch it enough time know. for both of you. We've been talking about the Bruins' last dance. Well, I was going to say Brady. I mean, it's like oh. uh, who do, who's, uh, if, if we're not going to take Brady at his word, why should I take Channing Tatum at his word? I, I think it's good. nice. The ladies can, the old ladies can go see 80 for Brady, and then afterwards they can bop over to Magic Mike yes. and have a day. Paramedics what? are going to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you could do the old the old double feature there. You know, you uh, you 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 walk in, you pay your half price for eighty for Brady, and then you sneak in to to get a little magic mic. There, there you go. Uh, here's a bonus over little, under little TNA. For Another the blue bonus. Hairs. How old is Salma Hayek? Over under fifty five. Over. Under. She is fifty six. Megan wow. Goddard. Fifty six years old. She looks great too. Yeah. I would. I would agree. <laughs> Okay, easy, Ryan. All right, there you go. That easy is the Ryan. Uh, triple play. Oh, my play. God, he's stripping. I got to go see that movie. Easy, Mego. <laughs> uh, that's an over-under Tuesday in the books where we've learned a lot about our coworkers once again. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to see it. I just, I don't know that I'm going to see it over two and a half times. Uh, 617-779-7937. Exactly one half time. How you get in touch here? Yeah, I don't need to see the second half. The first half is going to do it for me. I don't need to see the second half. I don't want to see his last, last dance. <laughs> We're going to get back to, uh, well, what the heck is going on with Matt Patricia these days? Is he still part of the Patriots coaching staff? It sounds like he is. He's not gone. He's still in some nebulous role. Why is he still here? What's going on with him and... Maybe you can guess this one. How do his ex-players feel about him? We'll get to all of that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.